Blog Talk Radio.
hope you'll find some peace of mind in this lifetime. Tell them, tell them, tell them the truth. I hope you'll find some paradise. Tell them, tell them the truth. Tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them your. I've been going through something. 1,855 days. I've been going through something. Be afraid. What is the bitch in the miniskirt? A man in his feelings with bitterness. What is the woman that really hurt? A demon you're better off killing her. What is the relative make a repetitive narrative on how you did it first? That is the predator him reverse. All of your presidents he with her. What is the neighborhood reputable? That is a snitch on a pedestal. What is the house with a better view? A family broken in variables. What is the rapper with jewelry? A way that I show my maturity. What if I call on security? That mean I'm calling on God for purity. I wanna get me a therapist, I can debate on my series and sharing it well Consolidate all my comparisons, humble enough because time was imperative Whoa, started to feel like it's only one answer to everything, I don't know where it is Whoa, popping a bottle with clarity, whoa, is it my head or my arrogance? Whoa, shaking and moving like what am I doing, I'm flipping my time through the Rolodex Indulging myself in my life and my music, the world that I'm in is a code of sex The world that we in is just menacing, the demons portray the religionist I'm waking them one and another, hope women, I hope the psychologist listening G-wagging away from, it was all for rap Bought 28 years young, 20 mil in tax Bought a couple of mansions, chef for practice 500 in jewelry, chain was magic Never had it in public, late reaction 50k to cousins, post the caption Pray none of my enemies hold me captive I grieve different North America tour, my eyes closed C-5-4 bump, she was the model Dedicated to the songs I wrote in the Bible Eyes like green, penetrating the moonlight Hair done in the bun, energy in the room Like big bang for theory, God hoping you hear me Phone out the ring to tell the world I'm busy Fair enough, green eyes that her mother didn't care enough Sympathize when her daddy in the chain gang Her first brother got killed, he was 21 I was 9 when they pulled a mutt in the grave Heartbroken when I sailed and say goodbye Chad left his body after we FaceTimed Green eyes that you be okay, first to a sex to pain away I agree different It was all for rap, about 28 years young, 20 million in tax Bought a couple of mansions, chef for practice 500 in jewelry, chain was magic Never had it in public, late reactions 50k to cousins, post the caption Pray none of my enemies hold me captive So what? Paralyzed, the county building controlled us I bought a Rolex watch, I only wore once I bought affinity pools I never swam in I watched Keen by four cars in four months You know the family dynamics on repeat The insecurity locked down on PC I bought a 223, nobody peace street You won't do me, I smell TNT Dave got him a Porsche, so I got me a Porsche Paid lottery for and I ain't wanted a Porsche And poverty was the case but the money wiping the tears away, I grieve different. Everybody
Grand Rising and Better Love. We have with us tonight Baba Kintu from the Jedi Institute of Learning. We're doing a part two of sports, spells, and spiritual. Let's see, Baba Kintu. How are you doing this evening? Good afternoon, Sister Beverly D. I'm doing fantastic. And how are you doing? Great, great, great. Excellent, excellent. So we're going to get into our our part two, but uh, Mm -hmm. let the people know uh, about Jedi Institute and how they can contact you. Absolutely. Um, The Jed Institute of Learning, online private education, tutoring, online classes, professional development, whatever you need educationally, we provide it. Um, We have about five students currently all the way from grades kindergarten to fifth grade currently going through our program, and we're constantly updating our um, different items that you can download. We are putting out workbooks. We're putting out all types of materials that can help you and your child um, prosper. And a lot of what we'll go over today Um, you'll get to see that firsthand. But if you want to get more information and see it for yourself, please go to the website, jedilearning.com, and it's spelled D-J-E-D-I-L-E-A-R-N-I-N-G.com. There you can find the online courses. You can find the videos that we've done. Um, You can access our social media pages. Um, Right now we're just doing Facebook. We're just keeping it you know, nice and simple, and we seem to be getting a lot of responses. And based on our responses, we'll continue to open up and spread it out to other platforms. But right now, that's mainly where we're located. If you want to contact us, call 909-576-0170, and we get calls constantly. A lot of the calls that we get are from this great platform right here, The Truth to Power Show with Sister Beverly D. Over the years that we've done the program, many people have contacted us, and if they don't always sign up for the school, they always leave with something that they needed. You don't always need a whole entire school when you come. Sometimes you might just need a worksheet. Sometimes you might need a workbook. Sometimes you just might need some advice, um, you know, some counseling, and we offer all of that for you. So contact us if you have any questions. If school is not working out for you or your child, we have to be contacted. We should be one of the first people you look at for some type of alternative education. And when we get some into some of the information today, you're going to see exactly why that's the case. Um, a lot of you who are listening to the show, you already know why. But once we get into some of the information we drop today, it's just going to even further your inclination to move away from the public school system, um, just like the elite to do. And, and most people who have any type of um, where, awareness of what's going on in the world these days. So, um, once again, uh, I'm Baba Kintu. I'm the clinical director of the Jed Institute of Learning. And like I said, please contact us. Either go to JediLearning.com or give us a call, 1-909-576-0170. You can also email us at info at JediLearning.com. And before I wrap this part up, I would definitely encourage everybody to go to the shop once they get to the website right now, 
we have just released a workbook that we have been putting together for who probably four years now. And this workbook helps to develop early arithmetic skills. So it's from anybody. It could be from anybody from preschool up to second grade for typically developing people. For those who have learning disabilities or who have other types of um, disabling conditions, it could still be very, very beneficial. But it teaches math in a way that uses our ancient sciences, using actual objects to help you develop, develop those numeracy skills, numeracy skills that allow you to progress in arithmetic as you go further. Most of the time when you go to school, the first thing you'll learn how to do is count. And they think that that is math. That's not math. That's a song. You learn 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. That's just a song. The child doesn't know that 7 means 7 items. 2 means 2 items. If I add 2 plus 2, that means 4. They just know to sing the song called 1 through 10. We totally have revamped that and went back to how you originally learned. So I would definitely check that workbook out. And we'll be putting videos to show you examples of how it works very, very soon. We're working them out right now. We'll be releasing them very, very soon. So we definitely encourage you to check out the website and check out that JEDI Arithmetic Workbook. Excellent, excellent. Now, uh, are you offering any econ economic classes? Because I noticed that we don't, in public school, they teach us nothing about finance. And, you know, mm. and a lot of us is, is just learning about finances and things. And because that's what this system is all about. It's all a banking system. I don't know. The new system has still got to be on finance if they go digital or however they do it. So, right. uh, and, and when you're young... And, and learn this, you, you, you'll you be on it. And it doesn't matter what system they change it to. It's, like I say, it's still going to be dealing with money and finances and things like that. Yep. Um, you are 100% correct on that. Uh, right now, we currently don't. But the more we get requests for that, we have to put something mm -hmm. together. And it's very interesting mm -hmm. because today we have some financial information that also go along with our educational information that we'll be releasing today. And this could be okay. put together to put um, a valuable course out. So this may be one of the um, courses that we release next. And it might be a little okay. bit more advanced course for maybe parents and educators. And you'll see exactly why once we get into the information because, like you said, we – financially have uh, taken a back seat. Um, it's not that we never knew how to do it. We invented finance. We invented numbers. We invented mm -hmm. arithmetic. So mm -hmm. that's not the issue. Mm -hmm. It's getting mm -hmm. back up to speed into the things that we used to do. Saving, investing, spending your money right, budgeting, just the basics will help you excel as far as finances go. And like I said, I got you know, whenever tomorrow I talk to Sister Bev, she says, hey, you coming with the financial information this time? And I know last time we didn't get to. So I made sure I put together a nice package for us to, to dive into today. But to answer okay. your question, right now we don't, but that is on our yes, short list of things to do. Because, yeah, okay. you're right. It's, it's too valuable not to not to do something like that. Absolutely correct. Yeah, because I'm I'm finding out how the system is working, and I'm looking like, 
this was not taught in in public school or Catholic school, or, you know. <laughs> if and if the young people get it when they're young, when they get of right. age, you know, it, it won't be difficult for them. It'll just be a breeze. It sure will, and that's how most of the people who are upwardly mobile teach their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. once again, those people do not send their children to public school. They are either yeah. private school, homeschooled, yeah. co-ops, some type of alternative learning environment because they know this is not going to be taught. As a matter of fact, the public education system was not meant to teach you anything. Yeah, It is yeah. meant to socialize you. How do you fit into a society? That's why it's more important that you attend than you get a grade. That's why it's more important that you say a pledge of allegiance than you get the grades. That's why sports runs the school schedule as opposed to the natural learning environment, which is not going to school until 9 or 10 o'clock when the body is ready to learn and active. They got you at school at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, when no child should be doing anything. They should be asleep at that point in time. But the sports schedules say we need to have practice after, and we can't be practicing when it's dark and too late. So you need to start early so you can get out early enough. As a matter of fact, most schools, your practice starts during six period. So it's not even like you wait until after school. Your your practice is starting really during school. It's one of your classes. Anybody who's playing Mm -hmm. athletics knows that that six period, or maybe even your first period, is an actual practice. So, yeah, um, you're not going to learn that anywhere else unless you know where to get the information, know it yourself, or can find people who can teach it to you. So we're going to give you some stuff today, though, that will definitely put you on the right track. Um, to making those advancements, you and whoever else it is that you work with, your village, your family, your friends, whoever you want to spread the information for. So write, make sure you got a pencil and pad today because you're going to need to write some stuff down so you can do your research because we got you. Okay. All righty. All right. I got my pencil and paper. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Perfect. Because, yeah, we're going to – Ooh, let, let me just give you a uh, a table of contents today so I can make sure we cover everything. So, you know, okay. just, just like you stated, we're going to start off first by honoring the ancestors and uh, the nature. So we'll do that in a second, pour some libations out. But after that, we're going to go straight into the finances. I'm not even going to waste no time. That's usually what we do. We give a financial update, and today we will make sure we do that. After that, we'll go into the education update so you can get – that information. Um, a lot of stuff has been happening. Um, you might find some of this stuff just unbelievable, but li- if you have listened to this program, this platform for any amount of time, you know it's, it's almost nothing that's unbelievable over here because everything is talked about, literally everything. <clears throat> and then we're going to go into some updates from our last um, show that we did because we didn't get to finish up. And also we have some new information to add to the stuff we talked about. So we, the title is Sports, Spells, and Spiritual Sciences. So we got updates on sports. We got updates on some spells for you and some spiritual science. So we're going to have a ritual for you to finish off with when we're done. So that's the, um, you know, that's the layout. That's the table of contents. And um, I'm sure, I'm, you know, I'm hoping we get through all of that today. So, you know, and as always, if people got hand raised and got questions or comments, do it as soon as you feel like it. Don't wait until the end. 
soon as you have those questions up, because curiosity is the best teacher. Whenever you're ready for the information is when it's presented to you. When the student is ready, the master will appear. Okay, it's as simple as that. So without any further ado, let's get right into this financial update. So we're going to start off with a, a macro perspective of what's going on. So just across the world, things are changing. You know, globally, globally you see that the BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, starting to get bigger. So um, I want to say that Saudi Arabia has recently tried to join, and a handful of other countries have recently tried to join the BRICS. Um, and this is in contrast to NATO which is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which is the United States. What, is even, what does all that mean? Up to this point, I would say for the last 100 years or so, the U.S. dollar has been the prime currency for the world. Okay, Everybody can trade in U.S. dollars. They'll trade in their currency for U.S. dollars so they can purchase oil or goods or whatever else they need. That's about to change. With the power of the BRICS, you're going to see the yuan, which is the Chinese currency, start to take hold. It's going to become much, much stronger, and that is pegged to be the next world currency. Obviously, the United States is not interested in that happening at all, so we're going to do whatever they can to stop that from happening, even if it means overfunding um, wars in other parts of the world by $6 billion like they're doing in Ukraine right now. They don't want to lose control of that area especially that petrol dollar, okay? So starting to see the weakening of the United States and the, the dollar, and you're starting to see the increase in the yuan. Although China's having their own issues with their real estate, um, they expected that more people would move from the country into the cities, and they have built tons and tons of real estate over the last 10 years, but it's not working out as planned, partly because of artificial intelligence. So the jobs that they thought these people was about to be doing is not even there anymore because AI is taking it over. So people are not moving into these houses, and a lot of the real estate companies are going bankrupt, and they're saying that this might cause a ripple effect throughout the world. Okay, That's just setting up the pretext for where we're going next. When we get into what is going on in the United States, we are in a hmm, – I say we're in a recession. This is just me talking. Because if you look how things have been going over the last three, four years, ever since the pandemic started, it has been a resetting of everything currency-related, the finances, what type of currency you use from paper currency to digital. And with all of these things happening, all this stuff in play, uh, you see home prices are starting to drop because they have to raise the interest rates to fight inflation, right? You go to the pump now to pay. And it's $5, almost $6 now in California, as opposed to $2, $2.30 maybe three years ago. Food is ridiculous. You try to go and buy a little combo from down the street, that's likely to cost you 20 to $25 just for one combo when you could get that for $5, $5 value meal back in the day. Okay, Everything you do is inflated. So they're raising interest rates, which means that Homes that you used to pay a mortgage for, let's say a $400,000 home, you would pay an interest rate, uh, a mortgage of $3,000. That's easily $4,500 now, just off interest. You're not paying even the principal on it. You're not even paying the $400,000. You're just paying the interest on the $400,000. So this is what's going on. 
but that doesn't mean there isn't a way for you to make money. Whenever there is a deficit, there is a surplus somewhere else. And whenever there's blood, blood in the water, the sharks come out to eat and feed. So you got to be a shark, and you need to start to smell the blood, and we're going to show you how. What we're going to give you today is just a breakdown of what I call the death stocks. So you could even think about it like this. What are all these major companies trying to do to kill me today? Think about that for a second. All they're all they worried about is not necessarily the product. they just worried about the bottom line, profits, and revenue. Literally, that's it. Okay. However they can do that, that's what they're going to do. But for us, looking at the companies that's trying to kill you gives you the best chance to make money because whoever's trying to kill you the best is usually at the top. Okay. Just look. Google, Facebook, Microsoft, um, you know, Netflix, if you really look into under the hood in these companies, we've talked about these companies, you know, going back tens of tens of tens of, year, of years. And the result of that is we see that they always have something underlying that is trying to take the people off the planet. So we have some that are not so popular, which gives you a chance to get in at a reasonable price that you can continue to profit from. And you might say, well, you know what? I don't want to put my money and invest in something that's um, out to get me. Well, your best bet, um, if you don't want to do that, is to invest in local businesses or invest in yourself or invest in your education. So there's other ways to do investments besides investing in companies. But if you're going to purchase stocks, the company has to be big enough to even offer issue stocks. So if you are looking at stocks at all, you're already looking at somebody that's trying to kill you. So, Let's get right into it. People to take a look at too. Um, it's Celsius Holdings. Okay, the ticker symbol is C E L H. So you just take your phone, go to stocks, and just type in the ticker symbol C E L H. Celsius Holdings produces soft drinks, and they're more like energy drinks. So some are carbonated, some are just natural juices. But what they're saying is there's not as many chemicals as in a Red Bull or as in the five-hour energy drinks or something like that. But they're putting something else in there, okay? It's something else that's giving you a boost that's not natural, that's artificial, that's doing the same thing, probably just at a slower rate. But their earnings growth, their profit margins have been off the chain. And if you take a look at the, um, the price over the last year, you just take your phone, go to your stocks, type in Celsius Holdings, and look at the price. You will see since May, it's going straight up. It's all, it's doubled literally since May. So if you would invest in them in May, what is that? What three months ago, four months ago maybe, you would have doubled your money already, just like that. I mean, who would have known? Except the people who got in a little bit early. But that doesn't mean it's still not room for growth. Uh, like I said, the way that the the stock is moving. The way that they're able to bring money in is ridiculous right now. So I don't know if you've heard of this company or you've seen anybody even drinking these drinks. As a matter of fact, Friday was the first day I even seen anybody drinking that particular drink. Um, I happened to be at a school What's doing an observation. What's the name of it again? Celsius. What's the name of Celsius? 
Celsius okay. Holdings. So C E L S I U S. Okay. Yeah, Celsius and then Holdings. So Celsius Holdings. But the ticker symbol is C E L H. Okay. Okay. So definitely check them out. Um, and there's just one article right here. The title is Why Investors Shouldn't Be Surprised by Celsius Holdings. 40% share price surge, and that was only three days ago. So that's one I just want you to keep an eye on. I'm, I'm going to give you five. I always give five out just so you have a nice little round number to kind of work with. The next one is kind of two, Division Blizzard, which produces video games, and the other one is Microsoft, which just bought Activision Blizzard. So if you already had Activision, what's going to happen in the – few months is all of your shares are going to turn into Microsoft shares, and you'll get paid the difference, so you'll automatically make money just by having held that particular stock. But we know Microsoft is at the front of artificial intelligence with a purchase of um, ChatGP3, or the company that produces ChatGP3. And that, you know, not a whole lot needs to be said about AI just because it's been everywhere, and I don't think you could be, even if you was up under a rock you still heard about AI. Matter of fact, a little robot probably came and just tapped you on your shoulder and let you know AI was here even if you was under that rock. But Microsoft just bought Activision Blizzard, which expands its reach into video games, namely titles such as um, Call of Duty and um, uh, what else that they just produced that they really, really – they want to make sure that this video game doesn't go um, – is not kept – by Activision or Microsoft and still released everywhere. <clears throat> That's why this has been such a big battle. Microsoft purchase and Activision has been blocked by the EU regulators. It's been blocked by almost every major, um, I don't even know what you would call regulatory firm that oversees these purchases or what they call mergers and acquisitions, M&A. But because they bought Activision, like I said, which produces Call of Duty, if you don't know what Call of Duty is, I would just advise you to just to um, look it up. And ask your child. They definitely know what it is. It's, it's literally just a war game where the government has also contracted with this video game producer to give them the real lifelike guns down to the clip. Okay, So if you look at an M16 or AR-15 in this particular video game, it works exactly like it does in real life. So that's how they learned it. Okay. But anyway, Check out Microsoft. That should be on your, you know, one of your top lists. The next one is Palantir. Palantir, uh, ticker symbol PLTR Technologies, is all about defense, cybersecurity, facial recognition, artificial intelligence. It does all of that. So it's kind of like a CrowdStrike. If you know what CrowdStrike is, it's also a software company that produces various types of software to identify people in the crowd. As a matter of fact, Israel uses these two softwares to identify Palestinians in crowds of hundreds of thousands of people for execution, for um, surveillance, for straight-up spying. But once again, these stocks have been on the rise because of what? The wars in Ukraine, Okay. So as long as – and there's always going to be wars, but as long as there's wars going on, these two stocks, which are fairly new companies, they just had IPOs not too long ago, 
they stand to benefit tremendously from that. Okay, so we've given you three, although it's kind of like four. Celsius Holdings, Microsoft, and that's coupled with Activision Blizzard, and Palantir. The next one I'm going to go to, people shouldn't be too uh, unfamiliar with this one, and that's BioNTech. BioNTech, and the ticker symbol for that one is B-N-T-X. BioNTech is some of the makers that produce, you guessed it, the venom, COVID vaccines. Recently, I would say four weeks ago, they had took a tremendous hit because people had already waken up and they saw that this juice was not benefiting them. It actually was making them worse. People, There was no demand for it. And since it was just a big boost for them over the last three years, they were seeing their profit margins and their revenues drop significantly. So the stock price dropped. But what has happened recently? You guessed it. People got back in the lab, started cooking up some new strains for you. Now, and what they got out now, I think, is what, Eros, an Eros strain, and a, another strain that they have out. But they're constantly reproducing these new strains, and you also see a lot of information, whether through the news, newspapers, uh, or through your phone, saying, uh-oh, there's another wave of COVID. What are we going to do? Are masks coming back? They're even asking Fauci. They even dug him up and asked him if masks was coming back recently because you already see it. They're about to try to put you on lockdown again. And who stands for benefit from that? BioNTech. So the stock is beat, beaten up right now, but that's perfect. It's blood in the water. But, you know, the analysts are saying it's undervalued now and it's oversold, which means people sold it off too quick because it still has a chance to produce the juice, the venom, to try to take the people out. Remember, this is all about stocks that's trying to take you out. So really listen to what's going on here. Um, but if you just need a come up real quick so that you can reinvest in yourself, so you can purchase you a business, so you can purchase you a home, these, this is where you want to be looking. Okay, this is where you want to be looking. And then the last one, it still has to do with biology, and that's Novo Nordisk, NVO. And they produce what they call diabetes drugs. Um, Ozempic is one of them, and I can't think of the other drug that they produce. But people should have heard of these too, because these drugs are being taken by celebrities, influencers, and fitness experts to do what? Lose weight. And you might say, well, Bobby Kintu, didn't you just say that these were diabetes drugs? Yeah, that's what I said. And this is the kicker right here. You ask them, why are so many people losing mass amounts of weight on your drug, Ozempic? And they will tell you, we don't know. We made it for diabetes, and we knew we started to recognize that the people who were taking it was just losing weight. It was just shedding right off of them, just falling right off of them. And based on that, they have marketed it to people who have self-image issues. And as a result of that, the stock has gone crazy and still stands to benefit because it's in the early stages. They just started selling this. So do a quick search on Ozempic, take you back to its owner. Noble Nordisk, and that right there are five stocks 
that are trying to take you out, but stand to benefit you in your pocket if you know when to get in and get out, okay? So that's just on the stock side. We also go into diversifying your portfolio. There is no substitute for that. Dollar cost averaging, that means putting a little bit of whatever, whatever you have to invest. Purchase some of these investments a little bit at a time, just on average. You have $25 a month. Use that $25 to purchase. You might say, well, Barbican, too. All of those stocks you said, none of them are $25. They're all about, well, Palantir is 15 but the rest of them are 100 you know, uh, $200, $300. Nowadays, you can buy fractional shares. So even though it's much more than what you have, you can still own pieces of the company by owning fractional shares. So there's no excuse nowadays. Um, the, you know, the finances have gotten really, really um, sophisticated, which allows you to invest in all type of ways, especially for what they call the, um, you know, the home investor, me and you, the retail investor is what they call it, me and you. So it's there. The opportunities are there. But we're talking about diversifying the portfolio. So looking at gold. Gold has actually been holding pretty steady at about $1,930, so $1,930 over the last, I would say, six months. It had got as high as 2000 you know, almost 2100 maybe about two months back. So those precious metals such as gold and silver, silver is about $23 an ounce right now, are things that you also want to keep on you, okay? So you got your gold, you got your silver, and you got your cryptocurrencies. I would stick to the big two, just like you have gold and silver. The digital version of that is Bitcoin and Ethereum, okay? There's been a lot of good news for digital currencies such as Bitcoin and Ethereum recently because it was just decided by the government that they would now, or they're thinking about allowing Bitcoin spot ETFs. And you, what is that? kind of a big word, okay? A Bitcoin spot ETF is an exchange-traded fund, ETF, and that means that there are a few companies that you invest in, so there's like a basket of companies that all produce Bitcoin-related products, and you can invest in them all by purchasing shares of this one company. That's why it's called an ETF, okay? So there's a bunch of companies, a basket of companies, and you can invest in all of them just by buying one particular stock, whatever that ETF is. And it's a spot ETF, which means it tracks the price of Bitcoin, okay? So with that victory, you saw Bitcoin and Ethereum, actually all digital currencies shot up about a week ago when that ruling came down. Um, there's still some red tape to go through, but it's looking like they're going to allow it to happen sooner rather than later. So if your dollar cost averaging and you've been buying these um, currencies while they're cheap, if they take off again, you know, this is all speculative. There's nothing guaranteed. I'm not giving you, uh, you know, what I, I should have said from the beginning, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a certified financial planner. I have just done this over a period of time and saw success and are here to share the information with you. So you continue to do your research, and if you have a financial advisor or a certified financial planner, Run this by them and see if they don't say, mm-hmm, well, yeah, you know, who you been listening to? 
That's what that's that's probably what they're gonna say. <laughs> so look into continuing to purchase the Bitcoin, which is about I would say what twenty five thousand right now, and Ethereum is about sixteen hundred a coin, right around there. That's relatively cheap compared to what three years ago. Ethereum was at $4,500 a coin. Bitcoin had rose into, I think it was almost $85,000 a coin. It's all the way down to 25000 So you see a lot of people have lost a lot of money. But this is the time where you want to be accumulating. Okay? And like I said, dollar cost average. You don't have to try to break the bank. Don't try to buy one whole coin, one whole Bitcoin at a time unless you just got it like that. Take a little $25, 50 whatever you got to spare. And just start purchasing a little bit, okay? Also, Ethereum is allowing staking, which means that if you promise to hold it for a certain amount of time, you can earn interest on it. And this is the benefit. Because the interest rates have gone up, the interest rates for you have gone up. So you can make up to, what, 4 to 5% just for having um, Ethereum for a period of time, just for staking it is what they call it, okay? It's just like if you bought a CD, right, a certificate of deposit for $1,000. They say you can't take it out for a year, and then they'll give you a uh, percentage on that. They'll say, okay, after you take it out, we'll give you 3% of your money on top of all of your money back. You can now do that with Ethereum, and you can also do that with USDC. That's the United States Digital Currency. Okay, it's pegged to the dollar. So $1 will get you one USDC, earn you for interest, 4 to 5% as well. And you don't have to stake it. You can sell it whenever you want to. Just for you having it for the month, they will send you the money right into your account. So these are just ways that you can benefit from the interest rates rising up because of everything we talked about, the global finances. Uh, the country's finances, and then what's going on locally. And then last but not least, we always are going to um, harp on real estate. If you're in a position to buy real estate, yes, the interest rates are high, but that's pushing the home prices down. So you can get in for cheap now, and then later on, let's say if the price, uh, the interest rates drop, you can refinance, and you can have been in a home that is going to continue to appreciate for much much cheaper, especially than it was one, two, three years ago when the, the, the prices of homes just got ridiculous. But then again, it was almost negative interest rates at that time. So, you know, that was a lot of information, but that's just a little slice into what we're going to get into as far as the finances. You might even say, I'm just trying to get my savings together. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, day to day how to budget, how to do That's perfect. That's okay. That's where you have to start. Okay, get all that stuff lined up before you even try to get into some investments. And like I said, the best investment you can make is an investment in yourself. And with that, I want to turn to something uh, that I came across recently that I found quite, quite interesting. Uh, you know, as we run an education company, people are constantly asking us, what field should we go into? To make money, where should I be pushing my children into to make money? I don't, you know, I don't know what, what to do. You know, they teach us X, Y, and Z, but I don't really get an idea of what they should be majoring in. You know, once again, we told you that's not what school is for. So I'm glad you're listening to the show right now. And I came across this article 
and it's called The National Study of Millionaires. Okay, you can get this from, what is this website? RamseySolutions.com. And it's a study of over 10,000 participants basically gave information on how they became millionaires, okay? And you might be surprised at what you're about to hear. Right? Actually, I know you're going to be surprised, but even I was surprised. <laughs> so just a, a summary, um, just invest in, in your retirement plan. Let's say if you have a job or even if you're working for yourself, make sure you have a retirement plan and that you invest in it regularly because eight out of ten millionaires invested in their company's 401K or 403B or whatever Roth IRA, and these are individual retirement accounts, IRA, individual retirement accounts. Max them out. There's a reason the government puts a limit on how much you can even invest in those per year because those are the easiest ways to come up. You are basically giving your money to professionals to invest the money for you, and then the compounding happens, which means that you just start to make interest on top of interest. And you let that sit for a minute, and by the time you're done, you won't even recognize where all that money came from. Okay, So 8 out of 10 millionaires invested in the company's 401k. Now, when you are talking to people like us, we always say, well, you know, that's, that's old money. They became a millionaire because their granddaddy passed it down to her. And a lot of that is true. But most of that is true for billionaires and for people who have mega amounts of money. And why do I say that? Because the data says that 80% of millionaires did not receive any inheritance at all from their parents or other family members. So that's 8 out of 10 again, okay? Not everybody is getting handed down all this money. But I'm going to tell you some secrets. Now you might say, well, you said you were going to tell me what my children should be studying in order to get there. And here I got it for you. The top five careers for millionaires include engineer. Okay, so that's the number one place. In order to do that, you must be able to count, okay? Must be able to count, do math. Engineer, number one. Number two, accountant. I wouldn't have thought accountant, number one, okay? So number two is accountant. Number three, and this one is almost a 360 from what you hear every day, and that's teacher. Teacher is one of the top five careers for millionaires, okay? And we always hear teachers don't make enough money in the United States. I don't even think teachers make enough money in the United States. But something about them, and we'll get into that, is allowing them to become millionaires, okay? And let's just do four and five before I get back into that. Four is management. So if you have some type of, you know, um, MBA or management degree and you want to go into upper-level management, that's traditionally been a pretty good way to become a millionaire. And last is an attorney. Okay. So you might say, well, where is hedge fund manager on that? Where is dentist on that? Where is doctor on that? They, these people make an average of $250,000 a year. They got to be on there. Four years they're a millionaire. Well, those particular professions are notorious for not knowing how to manage their money. Surgeons even. Just because you make all that money don't mean you can keep – how many times have you heard of an uh, athlete making millions of dollars? Lou Alcindor, okay, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar made millions of dollars and was getting jacked by his accountant, almost left with nothing. 
How many times have you heard that story? It happens all over and over and over. A lot. It's happening right now as we speak. So just because you make a lot of money don't mean that you know what to do with it. So what they found in common with these five professions was something about their psychology. These people were purpose-driven. These people had a plan. And these people were diligent about sticking to the script. They didn't try to improvise. They didn't try to go off script. They didn't jump into risky investments to a plan. They carried out their plan, and then they saw it to completion. Okay, that's the type of personality you have when you're an engineer, accountant, teacher, management, and attorney. Things have to be by the book, you know, just the profession by its its nature. One plus one has to equal two. This step has to come before this step. One step, two step, okay? That's how it works. So just a a few little tidbits about, um, you know, some more of their their personality. Um, Three out of four millionaires said regular, consistent investing over a long period of time leads to success, okay? Here's something else that they did. Eight out of the ten been with a grocery list. Who would believe you if you said, you know, I got one tip for you to become a millionaire. Next time you go to Ralph's, next time you go to Kroger's, next time you go to Lucky's, next time you go to Vons, just take a grocery list with you. You'll get laughed about the car if you told somebody that. They wouldn't believe you. And that's because most people just go really just to spend. Actually, they just want to get out the house. really. And while they're at the store, they end up impulse buying and spending more than they should. But one thing you can do, write down what you need, go to the store, stick to that, go home. If you can do that, you are acting like a millionaire. That's what a millionaire do, okay? And don't, don't and of course, go while you're hungry. <laughs> say, don't go while you're hungry. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> That's an excellent point, right? Do not go while you're hungry. How could I forget that one? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, Also, millionaires do go to college, but not elite schools. Said almost two-thirds of the millionaires, 62%, graduated from public state schools, while only 8% went to a prestigious private school. So wait a minute. I can do math a little bit. I know that 62 plus 8 is 70, which leaves 30%. So that means that those 30% didn't go to one at all. They didn't go to a public state school, and they didn't go to a prestigious private school, which lets you know, and we always talk about this, college is very, very close to being obsolete, very, very close. Not there yet, but as you can see, You do not have to have a college degree in order to even become a millionaire. 30% of the people here didn't do it, okay? Okay. And I'm just, you know, I'm going to leave that there because I know we got so much to cover. We already are almost into it. We haven't even poured the libations yet. What are we doing? But that was just a good segue into the financial update, what's going on, the macro economy and the micro economy as well as what can you do, literally what can you do to not make not only make yourself get there, but also the ones that's coming up. And you might say, well, 
I don't want to, I don't need all this money. I don't need a, 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 to be a millionaire. Um, you know, the research says people are not happy after $100,000 because all their needs are already met. All this is true, and I do support all of that. But I'm also saying that you're probably listening to this platform because you want your people to succeed, and you see that they're lacking in certain areas. Part of that lack is not having the capital. Or we have the capital. We just not <laughs> deploying it correctly. How do you deploy the capital? How do you invest in your community? You need resources, right? How do you um, how do you provide those resources? This is how you access the resources. So you can fund your own school. You can fund your own curriculum. You ain't got to keep worrying about going to these people's schools that's teaching you how to kill yourself, literally teaching you how to kill yourself, okay? Um, one of the highest growing groups in the suicide column are young black children. So they're, the schools are literally driving you to suicide or murder, as we'll talk about in a second, <laughs> or murder. I mean, it's not funny, but it's it's just wow. It's just wow. So I'm going to go over one more article, and then we're going to pour these libations, okay? They're going to be coming because this one is similar, okay? This article I'm going to give you is which college degrees offer the highest lifetime earnings. So we already gave you which professions. So you can get to some of those professions without even having a college degree. But if you did go to college or you are sending your children to college, what should they be studying? Okay. Should they be studying dance? Number one, study what you feel like studying. Because if your heart ain't in it, you're going to fail anyway. But if you can manufacture some type of motivation to do some things that you don't like anyway, like the Chinese, they have a saying, eat bitterness, which basically means Things ain't always going to be good. Sometimes you got to do stuff you don't want to do. These are some of the college degrees you want to do. Okay, number one, and it came from our last list, engineering. So that's two for two with engineering. So if you, if you want to slam dunk, send your child to be an engineer. But there's all types of engineers. There's aerospace, energy, computer, electrical, uh, software development. The one who earns the most is the chemical engineers. We just talked about BioNTech. We just talked about Celsius. We just talked about uh, who, who was the other company? Norvo Nordisk. They need chemical engineers to manufacture the stuff that they put now. Okay? So what does it say about them? According to the organization's research, the median career salary for a chemical engineer was as much as $2.2 million. Now, this is over a lifetime, so this ain't per year, okay? $2.2 million while industrial engineers netted as much as $1.7 million during the same period. Okay, so that's number one. Oh, and let me give you the title of this. Go back. Which, colleges, which college degrees offer the highest lifetime earnings? And it's from Investopedia, okay, investopedia.com. Number two, computer science. We should not be surprised by this. Computer science, Microsoft, Activision. Those were two on our list that we talked about investing in earlier today. And, yes, they have a pretty high salary as well. According to the Hamilton Project, the median career earning for an individual with an undergraduate degree in computer science was about $1.6 to $1.7 million. Okay? So, once again, this is not per year. This is lifetime earnings. But if somebody told you 
over a lifetime, I will, you know, if you do this, you can earn $1.6 million. A lot of people would take it. You know, a lot of people would take it. Next, and this one is kind of tricky, health and medical prep. Now, I know traditionally, and I have been telling people this, you know, nursing degrees, physician's assistance degrees, if you don't want to become a doctor, are gold because people are always going to get sick. People are always going to need health. People are always going to need help. But what has happened recently with the advent of AI again is those are being phased out. SAG-AFTRA, now this is the Screen Actors Guild out here in, in Hollywood, California, they don't strike right now because places like Netflix are not hiring people. They are having AI write these scripts. So you think you're watching something that was put together by a human being as you scroll through Netflix when it was literally jumbled together by a computer, okay? Who just joined SAG-AFTRA on the picket lines about a week ago? You're right. It's the nurses. And what did they say? They said AI is phasing us out. They are taking away our power to make medical decisions and override what the computer said. Nurses are almost done. I never thought I would be saying that. But literally just like that, AI is about to kick the nurses out of here. So they're taking over writers. You're not getting no more writings. Don't even worry about having a black show or nothing like that because people ain't going to be writing no more. And almost don't worry about being a nurse, even though it is here still as we speak as one of the highest grossing jobs, okay? The next one you might not be too surprised about, and that's finance and economics. That's what we're discussing here right now. It says finance majors stand to earn as much as $1.6 million during their careers, the medium wage of earners holding the degree. Once again, that's lifetime earnings. So that puts them right on par with computer scientists, okay, just studying finance. So those right there are some of the top careers, okay, or college degrees, I should say, that allow you to get up into that 1%. And don't get it twisted. This is the 1%, not only in America, but also in the world. A person here making $100,000 a year, six-figure salary, is in the top 5% in the world already anyway. So sometimes we have to put things into perspective and how much we really have. Okay, so once again, we have the power. How are we deploying the capital? So that was just a little update on finances and how you can get there through education. So now that we didn't uh, got through that, we can get a little bit more metaphysical with it. But after we bring through the ancestors, so they can guide us through this. So what I want everybody to do right now. Let's just start to take some deep breaths, okay? Start taking some deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth, in through the nose, out through the mouth. And as you keep that rhythm going, out through the mouth. We want to start to close our eyes. And imagine a place where we want to be. In through the nose, out through the mouth. 
a place where we can get together, where we can see our brothers and sisters, friends and family prospering without worrying about how to prosper as we breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. I want you to put yourself there. I want you to smell the smells, vision the visions, hear the sounds, children laughing, old people laughing, young people laughing all together as we breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. Well, you have so much in your family that you can actually give to your neighbor, give to your brother, give to your sister. No need for carjacking. No need for stick-up kids. As we breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. A place where you can keep your child at home and educate them because you're not worried about going to work every day just to make a few bucks. A place where you can keep your elderly with you so they can pass on those generational lessons down to your children without a care in the world as we continue to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. And just meditate on that for a second. What is your perfect place? What is your utopia? What does your fantasy look like? What have we been wanting since we've been on our search and our journey as we breathe in through the nose and now through the mouth. And this puts us in the mindset to bring through the ancestors and the nature to help us recreate this utopia as we breathe in through the nose and now through the mouth. What we're going to do is I want you to say some nice and loud ashes as I begin with the nature and then bring in the ancestors as we bring in through the nose, out through the mouth. Here we go. Let's start this libation. So shake it off. Wake up. Take your time. Don't come back to earth too fast. Okay, come back when you're ready. And join in with these loud ashes. Are you ready? Let's begin with Ra, Shu, Tefna, Ashe, 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 Ashe. Uh, uh, Ashe. Who, who else we got? Dambalawedo. Aida Wedo. Ashe. Durga. Ashe. Ashe. Who else we got? Baba. Who else we got here? We got Antu, Anubis. Ashe. Ashe. We got Heru. We got Ashe. Kahuti. Patak. Ashe. 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 We got here. We got, we got Ahmed. Ashe, 
Heteru, Hathor. Ashe, Ashe. Who else we got here? Ashe. Okay, I think that's. Oh, Oshun, Ogun. Ashe, Ashe. Ogumila, Oduwa, Obake. Ashe, Ashe. Who else we got here? I think that's good. I think that's a good enough natures to bring through. And now, I want you to call out all the ancestors. Because once again, they help us to bring in the good energy and block out the bad. So people cannot mess with the utopia that we're building right now. So on the count of three, I want you to start calling out your ancestors. One, two, three. Grandma. Little Blackbird. Tom Blackbird. Mary Smith. Daniel Smith. Brian Mitchell. Margaret Mitchell. Robert March. Vicey Gay. Marvin. Lord, we want to give some to them. Yeah, keep going. Ashe. Ashe. Willie uh, We want to bring in some of the ancestors of Dr. John Henry Clark, Dr. Ivan Van Sterdeman, who else we want to bring in. Uh, Martin Luther King. We want to bring in Malcolm X. We want to bring in uh, James Baldwin. We want to bring in um, who, who, who else? Oh, man, it's just, it's just so many. They, <laughs> I'm trying to grab them out the air, and they just just flying around, swirling around me right, <laughs> right now. But everybody you can think of, to all the deities known and unknown, we say Ashe. To all Ashe. the ancestors known and unknown, we say Ashe. 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 Okay, now we can begin. Now we can begin. Now we can begin. Pascal Beverly Randolph. I'm sorry, he just came through real quick. Yeah. I got to say that before I wrap it up. <laughs> So I had to, I I had to. Okay. All right. So now um, we can start to get a little bit more metaphysical, more spiritual, what we'll be doing. Okay. We got to exercise both sides of the brain, both sides of the spirit. Right side, left side. What is above is below. So what we want to get into next um, is a little update on your education system. And I told you. We talked a little bit about um, how it drives some of our children to not even want to be themselves no more. Why would you when you have to go and read To Kill a Mockingbird, where they still say a nigga all through there? Why would you when you got to read Huck Finn at school and they call you nigga all through there? And you got to sit there with all your classmates. You might be the only one or two black people in there, even if it's all black people. You sitting there reading this. And what do you think about yourself? Okay. You have to learn about slavery from a Eurocentric perspective. You got to learn about your Sorry, motorcycle is crazy out here. You got to learn about your spirituality through a Eurocentric perspective. Do you think that that makes you want to go to school? Why do you think we have such one, uh, one of the highest truancy, um, you know, uh, numbers in the nation? Who wants to go to that? Nobody. You barely want to go to your job. You think the kids want to go to the school where you got to be there eight hours a day? No, I don't think so. And we're going to talk about what happens when these things go down. And I don't know if you've seen recently, Sister Bev, in Florida where a principal and I guess it was, I don't know if it's a vice principal or a teacher, they haven't really named this other person, but they've been placed on administrative leave. 
because they took all the black kids, took them to the auditorium, and said, you got to get your test scores up, gave them a whole PowerPoint presentation, regardless of mm-hmm. how they performed on their test scores. So a lot mm-hmm. of the parents were upset because obviously that's discrimination. My child was doing fine. Why did they get pulled into this uh, lecture where you got to tell them to get their test scores up? But you know what? It's Florida. Nobody shouldn't be surprised. They mad at you for waking up. That's why they call it woke a bad word. Okay? That's why they got even some of us thinking woke is a bad word. Open that third eye up, and you need to see what they're really doing. See what the game is. They got legislation coming up that's called anti-woke. No, no, no. We're not fighting against woke. We stay in woke. Just like, uh, who was that? Erica Badu told us. What if there was no niggas, only master teachers? I'd stay woke. That's what she said. Okay. So another thing that happened, and I got to give an update on this here, is not only in Florida. Maybe you know what? I'm thinking that both of these happened in Florida. No, no. This one here was in Virginia. And I don't know if you remember this one, Sister Beverly, but a six-year-old shot his first-grade teacher last year around this time. Um, went through her hand and got lodged in her chest. Yeah, I remember when that. The poli- oh, you remember that? Okay. Mm-hmm. When the police arrived, they saw that the child was being restrained by the, um, I guess, an aide in the classroom. When the police got there, he socked the aide in the jaw. The aide released him, and he tried to run off, and that's when the police ap- apprehended him. Just that story to me, just that part, already had me in disbelief. I'm like, I can't even believe a six-year-old can do all of this. And I've seen six-year-olds do mm-hmm. the wildest stuff on the planet. Believe me, I have. Uh, that, that's what I do. But to hear that and to read that, I'm, I'm almost like in disbelief. And then my second um, inclination was to say, damn, what would drive a child to do that? I wonder if they black. And sure enough, we just got confirmation over a year later because the boy's mama came out and pleaded guilty to child endangerment. And I want to go into a little bit of this article because people need to be very aware about this particular case. Okay. Um, let me get to it for you real quick. Wow. This is, this is crazy. It's called Mother of Six-Year-Old Who Shot Richneck Teacher. Redneck. Oh, wait a minute. No, that does say Richneck. Teacher pleads guilty to child neglect. So this is just the opening paragraph. The mother of a six-year-old boy who garnered national headlines earlier this year when her son shot his first-grade teacher during class pleaded guilty Tuesday to a single count of felony child neglect. And then it just goes on to talk about, you know, the the, the situation, the teacher, the parent, um, and you know, and they're really getting her on some really trumped up charges, they saying because she had marijuana in the house that she was neglecting the child and that because it it wasn't in a locked container, which it should have been, but the boy said he stood on a chair, reached into his mama's purse on top of the dresser and grabbed a gun. So based on that, you know, she, she had to plead guilty. But, um, you know, she says it's very emotional for her. Uh, this is her defense attorney saying it's very emotional. Uh, I'm irritated, and it's upsetting for everybody. 
She also says she feels responsible and she feels bad. And, you know, a lot of this stuff sounds scripted, so this might be just the clips they took of her showing some type of remorse to put out there to the people. Um, but basically they, they go on to talk about, you know, how the gun wasn't secure, how he was able to access it. But what I want to read is this paragraph right here about when they actually came in and apprehended him. It says, when police arrived, they found him being restrained by a staff member in his classroom. The statement of facts says, the gun was lying on the floor nearby with the slide open and additional rounds in his magazine. As the officers came into the room, the boy yelled, fuck you, I shot my teacher then broke free from the staff member and punched her in the face, statements say. The boy told police the gun belonged to his mama and that he stole it because I needed to shoot my teacher. Oh, my God. Like I said, it sounds crazy. It sounds funny, but it's sad at the same time. What would drive a six-year-old child to the point where they said, I needed to shoot my teacher? This, this had to happen. In his mind, this was not uh, negotiable. This was a no-brainer. She had to go. We still, to this day, and I've been asking this question since I heard about the case, what did he think she did to make him want to shoot her? We don't know that. And people, you know, they always come back at me with, oh, you being insensitive, you, you know, you're not thinking about the teacher. I just hope the teacher get better. I, I do, too. I hope she gets better. But I also know behavior doesn't happen in a vacuum. He didn't want to shoot her just because she was standing there teaching class. Something happened. I don't know if. He called her. She called him a name. He just felt the energy from her. I don't know. But we need to start to dig a little bit deeper to see why he even felt the need. Police, fuck you. I shot my teacher. Okay? Pardon my French. But, you know, it, it is what it is. So, obviously, um, this has been going on for a while before that. But just to give you a little background on this story. The little boy had to have his parents accompany him to school after he took the teacher's phone, threw it on the floor, and told her, I'm not coming back to your class no more. So this happened before all of this. He was subsequently suspended for that. Upon returning to school was the first time that his parents did not accompany him to class. Okay, But the plot thickens. He was even told and said so-and-so brought a gun to school. He went on and said that he was searched by a principal, and I want to say a, a vice principal or a counselor. Neither one of them found the gun. Neither one of them. He was so smooth, he slid it by both of them, carried into the classroom, literally just pulled it out of his backpack, and dumped on his teacher. So obviously everybody is mad. How he gets searched Get told, he got snitched on, searched, still couldn't find the gun, and then he was able to carry out uh, the attack. That, man, I mean, I bet al-Qaeda or ISIS or somebody's looking at this little boy like, hey, we need to recruit him. We need to get him on the team because he's he a cold-blooded assassin. Um, and what I'm seeing did they, is the spirit. Did they check oh, him out? Did they check him out for any kind of uh, mental disorder or something? Uh, yeah. You are absolutely correct. That was the first thing they did. They involuntarily placed him into a 72-hour hold to be evaluated by the psychologists and psychiatrists. The results are not available 
to the public as of yet. So that's another thing I can't wait to see. What was going on in his head? What is their interpretation? And even though you got to take that with a grain of salt too, I still just right. want to see what the report looks like. But that that's an excellent question, and that's what everybody else is waiting on too. And you know what? Because he's six, I'm not even sure if that will become public, but you know, we'll see. If Baba can, too can do anything about it, I will definitely find that information and bring it to the village because we need to know. You know, this this is a family affair right here. We definitely have to uh, see what's going on. But this is what the education system is driving our children to do to the point where, like I said, he, he must – I tell you what's wrong with him right now. He got um, – how, how can I say it? The spirit of Nat Turner came through, took over his body, and all Nat Turner saw was, wait a minute. I see a slave master. He over here controlling this whole plantation. Oh, no, we got to get out of here. Let's get us free. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's what I've seen. That, okay. That's what I'm saying. Um, because did they treated him different. Did he have brother? Did, did he have you know what? That's a older question. brother? Because his brother could have that. You know, younger uh, siblings imitate their older. So if he got a, right. a, a older brother that's talking that talk and doing right. those things. He could be imitating his brother also. And, you know, that is a uh, a great question to ask as well. And I don't have the answer to that. Um, one thing that did cross my mind is what are his parents like? You know, I'm not mm-hmm. for sure. All I do is see the picture and all I do is hear that, you know, she had her uh, gun unsecure, but it could have even come from them for all I know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, that's a good question. Does he have siblings? What was he exposed to that drove him to the level of actually carrying this out? Because this is not, right. you know, this, this is not a fight at school. This is not I cuss my teacher out. Mm-hmm. He tried to take her out. He went with straight assassin skills, covert assassin skills, which I, at first I didn't even believe it. I still have a hard time believing it. But, you know. A six-year-old, right. A six-year-old. Did, did all of this. A six-year-old. So, but, you know, once again, the point of this is we are sending our children to places like this every day. And although they may not react outwardly like this, a lot of them act internally on themselves like this. So instead of shooting at the teacher, they shoot at themselves. Okay, Instead of cussing the teacher out, they cussing themselves. What's wrong with me? Why can't I get it? Why am I cursed? Why do I have to curse a hand? Why do I got – the list goes on and on. But there is something that we can do, and that's take back the education of your own children, period. That is one thing that you can do that's within our power, within our control, and does not cost a significant amount of resources, okay? So I definitely have to give, uh, you know, everybody a little educational update on what's going on. So we started off on a good note, which was how to become a millionaire, but also the things that can go wrong with your education. And now I'm going to move on from education, and we're going to hop back into some of these rituals and spells. Okay. So we left the uh, inhabiting of the six-year-old's body by Nat Turner, and we're going to take a trip on down to Kemet. Where we left last time, we were attempting to accomplish the Drunken Sekhmet Festival, 
to stop the people from getting burnt up. But what happened? We were halted by the Egyptian government from completing that, and as a result, thousands of people have died in the earthquake over in Morocco, and hundreds of people have died in a fire in Maui. Literally not a week after they stopped the concert from happening, these things happened. And people are probably listening to this right now saying, wait a minute, this is all over the place. You've got to pull this together for me. We don't put the pieces together like we always do. But what are we talking about here? So let's just do a little quick recap. Last time we were on, we talked about Travis Scott and his attempt to put on a concert entitled Utopia that we just brought through after our libation or before our libation. He tried to recreate Utopia, go to the pyramids during the festival of Sekhmet, and put on a performance. The Egyptian government, you can't. After they said he was cool, they were cool with it. After they said they were cool with it, they said no. They flipped the script on him and said you can't come because of your Masonic ties, your strange rituals, and your Afrocentric thoughts. They literally said Afrocentric thoughts. Like literally it's a war against you being yourself, okay? Like they they got a problem with him being himself, even though the last time I checked, they still in Africa. But anyway, that was halted. And if you remember the story of the segment, it's actually the story is called, it's from a book called The Heavenly Cow, and the story is called – uh, I want to say the conspiracy against Ra, and that gives rise to the Drunken Segment Festival. And as opposed to me telling it freestyle like I did last week, I'm actually going to pull it up here and give you a nice, succinct version that you will enjoy. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to do is open up this Drunken Segment Festival and read that to you, and then we'll go into Travis Scott's performance. Okay. All right. So you can just, once again, um, this is from Ancient Origins. Google it, you know, um, search for it. Ancient Origins, and the title is Provocative Yet Sacred, the Ancient Egyptian Festival of Drunkenness. Okay. Okay. First paragraph say, the Festival of Drunkenness is a religiously significant celebration that was held annually said to be biannually in some places by the ancient Egyptians. The background story for the celebration of this festival can be found in a text known as the Book of the Heavenly Cow. In this text, there's an ancient Egyptian myth involving the destruction of mankind. According to the myth, human beings were saved from extinction thanks in part to alcohol. Okay, so now I'm going to read you the actual um, story here. Okay, so the story begins by stating that once upon a time, human beings lived together with the gods and were ruled over by Ra. It goes on to say that Ra had grown old. Mankind began to conspire against him. And while you're thinking about this, I want you to think about Ra as also a form of governments throughout the world and humankind as the people who are waking up right now. Okay. So Ra became aware of mankind's scheming 
and decided to summon the other gods to his palace <clears throat> in order to obtain counsel from them. It almost sounds like the G20 meeting that just happened. Explaining his dilemma to the gods, it was suggested that Ra, that he, to re- he was to release his eye so that it might smite down humanity. He agreed with this suggestion and sent his eye in the form of, in the, form of the goddess Het Heru to punish mankind. In the meantime, the humans fled to the desert as they became feel fearful of Ra. Nevertheless, Het Heru, who transformed into the lion deity Sekhmet, who we brought through today, descended and slew mankind in the desert. In one version of the story, she went on a rampage and was about to wipe out all of humanity when Ra took pity on mankind. It was through his subsequent intervention that mankind was saved. Okay, so what did he do? Ra summoned his messengers and ordered them to bring him a great amount of hematite from elephantine. Elephantine is Nubia, okay? Hematite is a substance that is very, it's it's like blood red, okay? I think last time I said it was ochre, but it's not ochre, it's hematite. He then ordered the hematite to be ground up. In the meantime, barley was also being ground to produce beer. When both substances were ready, Ra had the hematite put into the beer so that it resembled human blood. It was written that 7,000 jars of this beer were made. Notice the number seven. Okay, the Egyptians were um, prime movers in using that seven. One night, Ra poured out the blood like beer, which flooded the fields three palms high. On the morning of the next day, the goddess saw that the fields were flooded with what seemed to be human blood and was delighted at the sight. So she couldn't wait to taste some more blood. She began drinking the liquid without knowing that it was actually beer, soon got drunk, and fell asleep. As a result, mankind was saved from destruction. And as a result of that, the festival of drunkenness is celebrated on the 20th day of Jehudi, which is the first month of the ancient Egyptian calendar, which today would be in August, okay? And just real quick, let's say it's the 20th day of Jehudi. That will be August 20th. Travis Scott wanted to do his Drunken Segment Festival. I think he was like on the 23rd or something like that, okay? So he was trying to get as close as he could. The Festival of, Dr- of Drunkenness was a communal affair, and on one level, the celebrations took place in temples. On another level, the festivals took place in houses and shrines, okay? And this next part is going to be important, too, for some later information we will get into. Typically, the participants of this festival will be served lots of alcohol, get drunk, and fall asleep. It was not regarded, however, as a social drinking session, but as a sacred event. The celebrants would be awoken by the sound of drums and music. Upon waking, they would worship the Neturu and Heru. Other aspects of the ritual celebration included dancing and the, light, and the lighting of torches, which was performed in the hopes that the devotees of the goddess would receive an epiphany from her, or an aha moment, as we like to say. Another activity believed to have been undertaken during the festival was sex. In a hymn regarding the festival, there is a phrase, traveling through the marshes, and it has been speculated This ancient Egyptian euphemism was for having sex. 
So that's the story of the uh, conspiring against Ra. Oh, and, well, you know what I mean? There's one more paragraph here, and, and we'll be done with this. One explanation for this activity, and I'm referring to having sex, is provided by regarding Heru in her role, role as a goddess of love. Alternatively, it may have been linked to the fertility of the land as well. The festival of drunkenness was typically celebrated around the middle of August, the period when the Nile began to rise. Therefore, sexual activity during the festival may have also been perceived as a means of bringing the Nile floods back and thus ensuring the fertility of the land. Okay. So definitely go check that out. Um, make sure your children know that. Instead of knowing Huck Finn and, and being called a nigger, read them the Drunken Segment Festival. Instead of reading, uh, what is that, To Kill a Mockingbird and being called a nigger, reading them the Drunken Segment Festival. They should know this just as much as they know, uh, you know, Jack and Jill went up the hill. This is one of your ancient stories. One of your ancient nursery rhymes. And if we even get into nursery rhymes, such as Rockabye Baby, um, London Bridges, all of those are about ritual sacrifices. Say it again? To me. It's a nursery rhyme. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. They they are spells, but when you know the history behind them, they're some of the most Mm -hmm. gruesome um, ritualistic stuff that you can hear ever. Okay, um, we we've, we've done a show in the past on that, but I can't remember exactly every single um, detail. But London Bridges is literally about burying a child under a bridge because it was said that blood. It was said that architecture built on top of young blood kept it fertile and strong. So that's what London Bridges falling down was about. Rockabye baby on the treetop was about the ritual sacrifice of baby. And we can keep going on and on. And you sing this stuff to your children before they go to sleep, thinking that you're giving them some pleasant dreams when you're not knowing that you are doing ancient spells on them. That's about ritual sac- child ritual sacrifices on them at that. So don't get mad at a drunken segment festival. That's tame compared to some London bridges or some rockabye baby on the treetop. That's tame, okay? So where do we go from here? Let's connect this back to our man, Travis Scott, and let's go to, and this article just popped up, and it popped up right on time. Um, Why Travis Scott's Utopia Egypt concert was canceled? Middle Eastern experts explain. Now, these people for sure must have been listening to us because they literally break it down just the way we did on the last show. Okay, I'm going to try not to read all of this, but just get to the pertinent parts because it's it's a lot. It's a lot in here. So I'm going to start right here. So after he found out it was going to be canceled, Travis Scott tweeted this. Egypt at the pyramids will happen, but due to demand and detail, detail logistics, they just need a bit of time to set lay on lands. Keep you posted on the date, which will be soon. Love you all. Okay, he wrote that on July 26th. And then there was this statement of, from the people. They called the syndicate. That already sounded like a movie. The syndicate came out and released a statement. It says, after examining social media opinions and feedback, here we go again, 
as well as the news circulating on search engines and social media platforms, all fake and bots, which included authenticated images and information about peculiar rituals performed by the star during his performance, contradicting our authentic society, societal values and traditions, the syndicate's president and board of directors have decided to cancel the license issued for hosting this type of concert, which goes against the cultural identity of the Egyptian people, syndicate said. But then this is the part we didn't have the last time we um, presented on this information. And this is Travis Scott's response. He says, nothing could be further from the truth. My only intent with the live performance is to unite people around the world over a shared bond in music. As a matter of fact, I just successfully played in an incredibly conservative Saudi Arabia in April for a crowd of 70,000 fans, very close to the 7,000 beers that they drank, with no issues, hiccups, or complications whatsoever. And he even said, ask a minister, a minister of culture, Prince Badr bin Farhan al-Saud. Okay. My music brings together all cultures to spread positive images of empowerment and creative freedom. There is not a single lyric I have written or recorded I have made that advocates or endorses anything derogatory to any people, much less the Egyptian people. Nothing in my music lends itself to any kind of strange ritual. My performances are celebrations. I only want to uplift people. My new album is entitled Utopia which is emblematic of my desire to accomplish that goal. And this is a part that I love right here. I am a great admirer of Egyptian culture and history. That is why I selected the iconic Pyramids of Giza to perform and preview my first album release in five years. It means that much to me. So he woke. <laughs> His third eye is open. Okay. He was about to tap into the eye with the Drunken Segment Festival. That's what this is all about. He calls it utopia. I call it the Drunken Segment Festival. So um, then they just basically ask, what exactly did the syndicate mean when they said peculiar rituals and authentic societal values and traditions and why they were at odds with them? And this is when they start telling on themselves, okay? This is when they start telling on themselves. So first they talk about his last performance at uh, World where those people got killed. Okay, and they call that a ritual sacrifice. But remember, that was just the crowd rushing the stage. Um, people got stampeded on, and this happens at a lot of concerts where a lot of people are at. But then they start just spilling the beans all over themselves, and it's called, or well, this paragraph is called. And I should no, let me back up. Let me give you. Did I give you? I gave you the title of the article, but I don't think I gave you where it came from. This is from Complex. Okay, Complex. Okay. And it's called Why Travis Scott's Utopia, Utopia Egypt Concert Was Canceled. Okay. So this is when they start telling on themselves. Travis Scott's alleged masonry symbolism. A chief concern of the syndicate, which again, this is a movie to me, and many other Egyptians is focused on iconography featured in some of Travis Scott's work. That symbolism has connections to Freemasons, a fraternal organization that was formed in Europe during the 13th century. Over the years, the clandestine group has come to include plenty of men with political influence and combined with their secretive ways has made them the focus of various conspiracy theories. Speaking to Al-Arabi TV, Abdel Salam claims that Scott performed satanic rites during his shows. 
and that Scott is a staunch supporter of global Freemasonry, making him unfit to perform at the pyramids. First of all, only people that's engaging in satanic rites is the Jews right now. They just had Shabbat yesterday. Satan, satanic, Saturn, Saturnalia, Saturday, Shabbat is all the same thing. Set, all those words literally mean the same thing. Satanism, Satanist, okay? It's not like the devil that you have been taught in your Christian Bible. It is just a form of worship. But they're calling him a Satanist when they're looking at the wrong people. He goes on to say, in conversion with complex, uh, let me skip that. That's not nothing. Egyptian conservatism, okay, that's the next piece. And it, it talks a little bit about they don't want Western influences on their people. And they, they're going to talk about Barbie and how, you know, the whole transgender is attempting to, to manipulate their people, which I agree with 100%. You know, the West is trying to influence everybody else to become like them. But this ain't that. And this is when they get right into it. And they say, another layer is the idea of Afrocentrism in Egypt. That principle stems from a long-running historical argument about the ethnic identity of the ancient Egyptians. There's been a surge in the belief that Egypt was once predominantly black, and according to experts, the people in Egypt's authoritarian government, and subsequently the citizens themselves, have not been too accepting of this idea. The Egyptians have responded against this small threat in the same way that I would say a right-wing Republican responded to the threat of transgenderism. Okay? You talking about a country that's highly nationalistic, highly authoritarian, and rules over its people. The Egyptologist notes undertones of racism connected to this phenomenon. If you go on Twitter and you put in Afrocentric Conference Egypt, a number of horribly racist screeds that talk about how Egypt is white and not connected to blackness adds Cooney. Black in the Arabic language is a pejorative. It's a derogatory name to call somebody. It hasn't been radically reclaimed the way that it has in the United States. Okay? And then they go on to do just what we did. They talk about how things were kind of um, snowballing. First, with Netflix coming out with Queen Cleopatra and having her being played as a black woman. Even though that somewhat is historically inaccurate, as if her name was Cleopatra, it was during a period of time when the Greeks came in, and she probably was predominantly Greek. But even though you know the Greeks were damn near black at that time too, so maybe they was right. But then they went to talk about the whole Kevin Hart incident. It says perhaps no, not so coincidentally, Kevin Hart had an Egypt performance canceled earlier this year after he was reportedly attributed with the quote that supported the idea of Afrocentrism in regards to Egypt. The quote reads. We must teach our children the true history of black Africans when they were kings in Egypt and not just the era of slavery that is cemented by education in America. Do you remember the time when you were kings? Do you remember the time when we fell in love? Do you remember the time when we met, girl? Y'all got to go play that video. <laughs> Y'all need to go see that again. It's been too long. But, man, Mike was ahead of his time, especially with that video. But this is, that's what Kevin Hart said, okay, and they canceled him. <laughs> they canceled him for saying that. Oh, it's ridiculous. So um, 
as was the case with Scott Not before Mr. Organizer. Uh, we, right. we had a, a person. We had a person from Japan call in, and he was telling us how the black music is a big influence over there with the young people. Mm. So you know they acting, what they acting out, what they see, they dancing like they see. So I guess they don't want that influence. And to me, right. the biggest ritual that's going on right now is Beyonce. That's the biggest ritual, and she's, I mean, you can look at her audience, all the people in there, and she going from state to state and country to country. That is a ritual. It it really is. It really is. You know, even last time we talked about her um, and that, what was it, like, I think it was like the black influence in Egypt and and music. It was Mm -hmm. in... um, what was that at? The Dutch. The Dutch were holding a museum exhibit that had Egyptian iconography and black music playing where they were using a lot of Jay-Z's and Beyonce's music. <clears throat> and they didn't want that there either. Remember we talked about that last time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, all of these things in a row. But, um, you know, I'm going to take a little bird walk real quick. But have you seen Swarm, a movie called Swarm? That was done by uh, Childish Gambino on Amazon. I, I would suggest you check no, that out. I've heard about it. Okay. Swarm. Okay. Yes, yeah, Swarm. It's about a young woman who is obsessed with this figure called Nyjah. She She's basically Beyonce. Okay, so she is mm-hmm. literally obsessed with um, Queen Nyjah. That's her name in the movie. And she goes following Queen Nyjah as Nyjah's on her tour. And while she's, you know, following her, you start to see how wrapped up she's getting in it and how anybody who says anything bad about Nyjah, Queen Nyjah, this young sister, takes them out. So she's having a regular conversation with them, and they say something just as mundane as, oh, you know, she cool, she all right, but she not real. You can see her wheels start turning, the music change, it gets a little sinister. Next thing you know, she hopping through the uh, you know, back window and beating their head in with a Louisville slugger. Somebody else mm-hmm. online posts something crazy about Queen Nyjah. Oh, she ain't that real. She could be uh, – so-and-so is better than her. She cut her hair, um, you know, drive across country, track them down, slay them. But the mm-hmm. whole point of it being called Swarm is showing you how people get under a spell and do things – even though they have no relationship to these stars or these people that they put up on the pedestal for you to follow. So it's a fantastic movie. Um, even the ending is kind of crazy because she, you know, I'm, me, I'm not going to spoil this. I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. Check out Swarm, and it's talking okay. about exactly what Sister Bev is telling you right now. Now, also, no, I heard that uh, isn't her name kind of spelled like nigger? Who? Not Queen Niger. Oh, in the movie? No, I'm talking about there. There what? There is. I heard that nigger came from uh, a, a god or goddess, and when when you know over here they they called it nigger, but it was niger or something like that. Have you oh, heard that okay. before? 
Well, my understanding of where nigger comes from historically mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. from the Ethiopians. You know, they were calling okay. Nubia today. And the Ethiopians have the serpent deity, the Nagas, N-A-G-A, okay? If you remember the story, Ricky Tiki Tabby, that most of us had to read in school, it was about the mongoose fighting those serpents, remember? Mm-hmm. And though even those serpents were called Nagas, if you, if you go back and read the story, I watched the movie. Um, the Naga, the serpents, is passed down to Egypt. Because then they wear the two serpents, the uh, viper and the cobra, on the front of the crown to protect the third eye, okay, to keep it woke. So it gets passed on, and then those nagas, it becomes synonymous with black from people who start to come into that area. For example, the Greeks, Romans, and whoever else comes on in there. Later on, when slavery starts, that naga is transformed into nigger which then mm-hmm. takes on its own, you know, connotation just to mean black or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you see a reclaiming recently of where people are using nigger as a term of endearment in IGA. Mm-hmm. Only one vowel removes from naga. So, you know, there's a lot of people who still are not comfortable with it, and I can understand why. You know, I just told you a couple of examples with Huck Finn and, right. and the other story to kill a mockingbird. But I, but I they, must be reading, they must not be reading. They must not be reading to kill a mockingbird, the, the younger generation, well, because their conversation. I mean, nigga, hey, my nigga, what's up, my right. nigga? You know, it, right. <laughs> it's no and I was just about big to say, deal. I would be mm-hmm. remiss if I say I didn't use it myself. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, Nas on his album called Nigga, he had. I can't I can't think of this brother's name, but he's real powerful in the, uh, the black conscious community, and he's a um, a lawyer. And he had him do a spoken piece, and he had something real profound to say. And he said, um, "We don't need a funeral for niggas, because niggas is like roaches; they don't die." <laughs> and he went on <laughs> to say, "We need to resurrect queens and kings." So he's like, "Yeah, you know." Nigga is what is that he is. Lucas? They, his name not say it Lucas, again? His name is not Lucas. I can't think of the first name. Last name. I'm gonna have to find the information for you. Okay. If anybody out there know that song and who does that spoken word piece with Nas on his nigga album, please let us know. But you know he's right on with that. It's always gonna be some niggas, so that word don't need to go nowhere. But at the same mm-hmm. time. It's, it's how you use it and how you reclaim it. Just like in the article they was talking about how black people in the United States have reclaimed black, but in Egypt, black is still used as a pejorative. So, you know, Naga, King, um, that that's what it means. That's that's as far mm-hmm. back as we can go, according to my research. Somebody else got something different, please bring it mm-hmm. through. I'm always willing to consider. But right now, that, you and, know, kinda and, that's where we're at with that one. And I want to say that uh, we're going to do a part three. Uh, we'll oh, okay. put the date in. But also, we're going to go, if we go over, uh, you can listen to the rest of the show on the phone, 323 642 1586. 
And if you uh, the rebroadcast, uh, you'll be able to hear all the way through on the rebroadcast. And I do have a hand raised too about. Uh, oh, br- bring them, bring them through. Okay. Okay, Kwame. Mm. I promise yeah, you I was on the dreams and call Thanks for the invite, Bill. <laughs> okay. And greetings, and greetings to my brother, who's you sharing the knowledge, and it's kind of okay. The 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 part that I have is is when you were sharing about in mid August. That's mm, about the rising of the Nile. That happens when Sirius, the sun, the, the spirit sign, and the sun of our planet rise together on July 1st. And sure. in that rising, they come together. This is why the ritual of the 4th of July is in that rising, it comes back, Sirius comes back into alignment in the heavens. And so on the 24th and 25th, this is why in the Mayan calendar it's called the day out of time, is because when Sirius aligns with the queen's chamber, its light from Sirius' sun shines through the queen's chamber in the pyramid of Giza, and it goes through the tunnels, and it was always able to reflect in the reflection pool beneath the pyramid. And that was the part of making the Nile River rise. And then you, you go from there the 25th through August the 12th. This is where you get what's called the Lion's Gate. This is what, what the Egyptians, this is what the, the whole part of the ritual in that alignment at that time was the alignment as above, so below. And the thing of it is, is and I know on the name that she was sending, you have Dejet. And the yeah. rising of the Dejet is the, the ceremony of the energy, the Kundalini rising in the beam, because Thank the you. raising of the Dejet is the Polaris star. And this you know takes what's place up? every 26,000 years. The Dejet is the Egyptian symbol of the human planetary and cosmic stability. Continuity mm-hmm. regeneration as the cosmic axis, it was the cylinder for the column of light and linked to the earth at the pole star. A great person who's Egyptologist that I, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, he's an elder. He used to teach at, uh, at Morehouse School of Medicine. And what is this? Not Dr. Finch. Dr. Charles. Oh, yeah, Charles Finch. Finch. Yeah. Charles Finch has an excellent YouTube series in which he's called Heaven's Wheel, where they do the constellations that, that are coming into alignment with the pole star, because the next constellation that will be in the north is the, the constellation called Cepheus. Cepheus is mm. the Ethiopian king. He's married to uh, uh, Cassiopeia, the chained woman. Chain wo- get right. And and then at that part of that alignment is happening as we speak. And so mm-hmm. our ancestors view the star system as above, so below. And even when you, you're speaking of black, Kemet or Kemite means black. We've just taken <laughs> and put our name in an English language from what it was originally. And the part of it is, 
Egypt is not a country. Egypt is on the continent of Tomorrowland. It mm. hasn't moved off of it, but we've been allowed to them to give us this false image of saying that Egypt is a place separate from the continent of right. Africa. And the part of it is, it is not. And the part for Nubia that Nubia is the mother of Egypt because you have right. upper, which is the lower part coming out of Tanz- uh, Tanzania and Kenya, where the, the river begins in Lake Nyanza or Lake Victoria, and that's the White Nile, and it runs up. It runs the opposite. It runs from the south to the north, and this is what the the one was the the the, the two snakes represents lower and upper Egypt. Having right. the, the authority over both upper and lower, right. because the cobra is found in one part, and the the, the other snake viper. Uh, forget the, the viper is found in the other part of of the the country. Absolutely That's why correct. they represent it with the two snakes. And so, mm-hmm. the story in which you're sharing is 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 on point. But there's clarity that because when we don't. Charles Breasted, uh, Ivan Van Sertema, Sheikhan Tadiyat was an expert yeah. on the Egyptian part, and that's what he wrote about. And so what we're doing is we've got to look at our ancestors who wrote, even Basil Davidson, uh, yeah. Genovese. These are all scholars that, that studied in there because when, Char- when, when the Oriental Museum in Chicago, Rock Page, uh uh, what was his name? James. Dang, I can't think of his name. But anyway, he created the Orioles. They flooded the Aswan Dam in Nubia. This is where the Aswan yeah. Dam comes from because they flooded the Nubian civilization in order for them not to have the artifacts brought out. Correct. Because what they did two years ago on the Saturday before Easter on April, they brought all of the mummies out of the Cairo Museum and put them in what they called the gym, the Great Egyptian Museum, that they had this Irish woman and a Chinese man that went to school here in America, the architects to design what they called the Fourth Great Pyramid. My daughter mm-hmm. just left there this year. Oh, wow. And the part of it is is that they're now trying to rewrite the story and make Egypt white as they right. did with Cleopatra, the second story that we just got with that. But when you study even Dr. John Henry Clark, she was not an Egyptian. She was not from the continent. She was an invader right. just like the invaders were. Right. So when 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 she came onto the throne, they Egypt had been over 25 dynasties. Yeah, right. Why did they write about Queen Ty? Why didn't they write the mother of, of, of Tutankhamen, grandmother of Tutankhamen? They won't mm-hmm. make that movie because she's black and right. black. Right. So it's, it's, I, I see what you're sharing. And even with, the, with the, the nursery rhyme, the part of it is is that you've got the stories of Ananasi, the, the spider. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. That comes from us because the spider yes. was the way in which to say, the spider can whip, spin a web strong enough to hold a lion. This is why they make kitchen cloth. Mm. So these are the stories that we have to begin to look at because half truth is a whole lie. 
<laughs> and when you start giving half truth, these are the parts that that get the, the, the get misconstrued, and we have to learn to validate our story. Mm-hmm. Man, that that that's a mouthful, and he, he's on it on all cylinders. Hit the Jed pillar. Get the Uraeus, the, the the two Cobras and the Vipers. Man, you covered the whole gamut, brother Kwame. I appreciate. Yeah, it. but I was just listening to you, and I said, okay, I want, I'm a, because Bev sent me the, sent me the, the the show, and I said, oh, it's gonna be on tonight, and I called her. She said, no, we on now, and I said, oh, okay, well, I stopped cooking. You <laughs> should get on. Oh, the line. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm a, my my meal is is already cooked. But what I oh, want to do is, is we got to feed, we feed the body, but we also have right. to feed the mind and the spirit. I see. I see. You know, man, and this I'll... is the part, and when, and it's one other part that I, I, I'm looking at. When you were talking about Cambridge in, in England has just come up with what they call med, med hop. And what Bev was talking about, the, and you were saying about the Japanese doing that, it's called J-pop and K-pop. That's the new genre. Oh, yeah. J-pop right. and K-pop is Japanese hip-hop and Korean hip-hop. This is what they call yeah. it. They copying the same the, the same music and that young people. The and you know what's funny, Brother doing, Kwame? Uh, pardon me? That really quick, really quick, th- that Utopia album that I told you about, Travis Scott, has a song right. on there called K-pop. So I'm going right. to go ahead. That's what, right. And that's what they're doing. They're copying. Right. Because we create the art because we talk about eat. E-A-T, right? To eat, that, that, that means that I'm going to go in here and eat my food. But also eat stands for the expressive art, expressive art therapy, where they're mm-hmm. using, this is why they took out music, they took out Art, they took out all of these things out of the, the teaching tool is because right. that's an art and that's a therapy helping our children not to become damaged because this is what oh, they're now using in the in the rich in the in the eat is the is expressive art therapy is that you you learn to use the art of spirituality, you use the art of music, you use the art of, of painting and that's you eat the art of culture and creating the mask and the different statues. Right. So right. using this is a therapy, and now they're using it. But Cambridge turned around and is taking Nas and Pac and using their lyrics to treat mental illness. Now listen to that. Listen to that. And we've been telling everybody that it's causing mental illness in us. No, that's probably the reason we wasn't able to survive in this craziness. But see, even it, dear mama, right, there was there was a there was a guy. His name was Doctor Galt, G A L T, and what he read, what he did, he ran the the lunatic asylum in West Virginia, and mm-hmm. in the time of slavery, he was saying that the African slave can't have mental illness because the African doesn't own any property, he doesn't vote, hold any political right. office. And has any wealth That is only That part of mental illness is only geared For rich white people Right <laughs> And Carl that. Jung Turned around and said Because he was a student of Freud And Carl yeah. Jung I have the clip I clipped it when I heard him say it And I recorded it The clip says is that we have to create psychology Because 
man is is uh, man is in 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 sick ways, and he is the what the root of evil. This mm. is why they created mm. the, the psychiatrist because they knew they were evil. Right, right. Well, anyway, I, I you, just said you, no, no, no. You, I'm, I'm, that, I'm, that was excellent. You know, everything you hit on, you know, bringing the psychology, because we can't separate any of this from psychology. It's, it's all psychology. psychology. You know, what is, it, it's, the it's, word psychology, the word psych means what? The individual, the mind. No. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Psych comes from, from, from the comedic means spirit or soul. Oh, the sahu. Yes, you're correct. Right, and this is where Freud took it and turned it around, and then when he started, you were talking about the sex ritual. It was the seb, S-E-B, the breath, not the S-E-X. He dropped the B and put an X on it. Mm. Seb head, those are the festivals. They're called seb head in, in, in the Middle Netter, ancient Egyptian language. Right, and the word of God. And see, when right. there's a ex, there's a brother who studied with Theophilo Binga, who was a, who was he was the partner of uh, Sheikh Antadia. Theophilo Binga was a linguist, and he yeah. deciphered the Medu Netra. And yes. now there's a, a brother teaching at Howard. His name is Mario Beatty, and Mario yep. is they just come back from Kemet. He takes his class to where they standing inside the temples reading the right. hieroglyphs. They don't have to have somebody say this what this means. No, they can read it. Literally, literally. This yeah, is, it's this absolutely is the kind fantastic. of education we have to do. Right. And when he's been the president of ASCAC for quite some time. Right. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's great still alive. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, 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 thank uh, Baba Kintu. And you. Ashay. Yeah. Kintu. Yeah. Yes, okay. I say, brother. No, thank you, brother Kwame. It's like I said, thank God. Right, <laughs> thank God. Thank God. It's just because, so much to respond to. It's, it's going to take more than one shot. The part reason I created us is that we're united in spirit. We're all one spirit on this planet. We're right. not disconnected. It's just how do we unify like minds and like spirit? Right. Man, and like this. Just like we do yeah. right now. Just like we're doing right now the technology. Bab is the motherboard because we all mother Absolutely. earth and we all mother earth show. <laughs> and I always thank her for everything that she not just my show, but everybody that she brings on because this platform yeah. is the lifeblood of the people. You're not gonna hear and, stuff on here that you're gonna hear anywhere else, period. I can attest right. to that for sure. And the thing that so, no, I, I honor what it is is we're learning to use the techno-spiritual, but we still have to come back to the the wood wide web. We have to come back to the nurturing of earth because earth in itself is is a whole sentence. It says is that the heart is T-H-E, is the heart hears with the ear, the art to keep away the tears. All of that Mm. is in one word, that word earth. All of that, those right. words make a sentence. That's what Earth makes. Man, I'm yeah, to borrow the some hard to hear. <laughs> the hard <laughs> to hear. It's in the word. T H E is in there. H E A R T. The hard to hear. The heart here 
ear uh, the art, art. Of, and tear. Mm-hmm. So that's what we do. Yeah, we can take one word. And that's why you break the spell <laughs> when you take the word and you make more. You change it and you rearrange it to where it gives positive as opposed to negative. Just like with the naga. Just like with the nigga. Oh, that, with that's the black. And, and y'all got that. The, the, see, Niger, they brought Africans from the region of Niger. And they, you have Angolans, you have Ghanaians, you have Nigerians. So when they told them right. that these were, they, they told them that we, where they didn't call them Africans, they, they, these are the Nigers. And so what right. did they start doing? They can't pronounce it right, so what did they do? They added another G. Nagas mm. means king. Right. Nagas means king. This is the, this is the royal title of a Nagas is a king. Right. That'd be a thing. So we got it. We had asked if anybody had that piece, mm-hmm. fill it in for us. Mm-hmm. We got that puzzle piece. So the Kwame yeah. brought it on in. <laughs> yeah, because we got to understand our language because the thing, this is why they didn't want you speaking your mother's tongue. Thank because you. that empowers you to know who you are. Consider, you know, Slaves and dogs are named by their masters. Real men name themselves. Ah, shame. I shouldn't say it better myself. Hmm. Well, we're going to do a, a, yeah, we're going to do a part three so we can uh, continue this. Yeah. When, uh, what you say, Kwame? I said, when, what what date, when, and what date? I got I to get with um, Baba Kintu and look at his schedule. I like to do it on a, a Friday so we can do three oh, hours. Do a Friday? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I didn't give out the yeah, so, rituals, the, the Pascal Beverly Randolph. We got we got some more to get to. Uh, so we're going to have know, to do a part three. Really, uh, that's my favorite, uh, Pascal <laughs> Randolph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, we'll get to it. I met a brother that he came, the, the sister brought him here to do a sweat lodge with me. He just moved down here from Maryland. And his father was uh, a grandmaster Rastacrucian. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. And the, the grandmaster, and I, and I, tell him, I said, oh, your daddy was a friend of Pascal Rudolph. And he going, right. how do you know about that? I'm going like, oh, right. how do you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's where guess I got here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, this is good. And so we're going to continue. This is a series here. We're going to continue because there's so much. Yeah. So we'll set up a date, uh, Baba. Okay. Let's let's set up a date. But but Mm -hmm. could I last thing I want to share with you, Bob? Go ahead. Because the part the part that he he has in his name, this is why this is so important and what what his name the last part, the the raising of the Dijed. We're turning the Dijed is the power source in the Kundalini. This is what they were raising when they they were putting Osiris back together. That is the power source. That's the base of the spine. Thank you. And that mm-hmm. sends the light up to the, the, the crown. 
the raising of the it's a ceremony called the rising the raising of the raising of the jet. Yeah. And when we, you look at the that. symbol of it, well, go ahead. it's a power it's a power station. Hmm. It's like the, the, so the power his, his line. show would be his his show would be raising the jet. And he he right, and we've actually done that show in the archives where we went through the raising of the jet ceremony. I was written on the temple walls. What time it right. was done? The whole ceremony, the whole procession. It was a whole party. That's it was a whole parade, serious. as a matter of fact. And right. it was to and represent the bringing in of the new king, the stability of of the land, because some of the names that it goes by is stable, stability, resurrection, endurance. Just like you were right. saying, Brother Kwame. So, yeah, you you right on it. That's why we named yeah. the Jedi Learning. Stay right. And that's where, that's where they got, that's where Steven Spielberg got the word for the Jedi. Because Absolutely he correct. The Jedi. That's where he got the word for a Jedi. Man, we're going to have to do a, <laughs> like you said, it's too much. It's a lot. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. But we need to know oh. this. We definitely right. need to know this. You know, this is part of the being awakening, awoke. This is part of it. Right. Right. But see, the thing that we have to look at something and, and, and being activated is a reactivation mm-hmm. because if mm-hmm. you ever been by when a ship is going past you, it will pull down all the water. And you're mm-hmm. sitting there and you're going like, wow, all that water went down. And when that water comes back, it comes back in a force. And they call that mm-hmm. a wake. Right. Mm. We got to come back. A big surge is a surge of water. Like a small Mm. tidal wave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's nonstop. (laughs) Keep it coming. Well, that's where we at. This is where we at. (laughs) That force. Yeah. And and, awakening. And Kwame, when are you doing your next sweat log? I, I got one this coming Friday uh, down in Atlanta. I'm, I'm doing a group. Mm. I just built a sweat lodge about two weeks, uh, two Sundays ago. And now mm-hmm. they're going to open it on the new moon. We, we're going to open it on the new moon. And then I'll leave on the 19th, fall equinox on the 21st, 22nd. I'll be doing the crystal dig and I'm building mm. a sweat lodge. We're doing the sweat for the fall equinox, digging the crystals, because, see, you do it on those, this is why rituals is done on the seasonal, the, the solstice and the equinox, is because what the transmission of energy is received into the crystals, and now you have a new programmed tool to use. And so this is why we'll go dig there, and then we're going to do that night, we're going to do Aya ceremony. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rewire, wow. and get the energy and rewire the brain and, and have the brain rewired for us for the transmission because we clear the body with the sweat lodge ceremony and then we will do the the ayah because you have to cleanse the person first and then you help to rewire and you do it in the energy of the new shifting of the season. Okay. Mm. Power going on. I love it. 
I love it. You need to put a class out on this. Yeah. And so this is this is the part. And then it's a sister that's leading the ceremony, and this is the women that does the ritual because she knows the spells. She right. better knows the spells than the male. And so she's using the medicine from the mother, and she's nurturing us back into health. Okay. Right on time. Yes. All righty. Excellent. Thank well, you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Kwame. And, uh, thank Bob, us. Give out your, thank us. And, Baba, give us your information. Okay, real, real quick. Check mm-hmm. us out. JediLearning.com, D-J-E-D-I-L-E-A-R-N-I-N-G, online African-centered education. You can also contact us, 909-576-0170, and you can email us at info at JediLearning.com. And once again, this is Bobby Kintu, Clinical Director. Hope to hear from you soon. Thank you. Thank us, as Kwame say, and uh, we'll set up the date. Uh, yes. Uh, Jedi, I want to call you Jedi. We'll set hey, up the date. Hey, you call me Jedi. And I'll post it. <laughs> <laughs> and post it. Okay. okay. Yeah, we'll get Th- together. Thanks for the information so we can uh, continue this series. All okay. right. Better love, everyone. Okay. Mod Hotep. Better love. Hotep. Better love. Hotep. Better love. Taking my baby to school, then I pray for Cause you bitches, they never been cool Writing testaments, painting pictures Put me in the Louvre, that's a definite Universal shift, I'm in the groove A celebrity do not mean integrity, you fool I'm a good man, shake your hand Firm grip, fool, 72 wins, lost 10 Balling with the flu, more than 2 M's For sure, but add another 2 Little man, man, the big man, the GT down, flipping the kickstand. Bitch, nigga, broke phone. Trying to keep the balance, I'm staying strong. Stop playing with me before I turn you to a song. Stop playing with me before I turn you to a song. Hey, bitch, I'm attractive. Can't fuck with you no more, I'm fasting. Uh, bitch, I'm attractive. Can't fuck with you no more, I'm fasting. Morality to wait, feedback on low latency I'm glitching from the face as my thoughts grow sacredly I'm running out of space, ask when is she okay? Never mind a honey cake, why you lying on Benjamin? He turning in his grave, I be lying if I said I wouldn't get a shit away The aloof Buddha, I'm Christ with a shooter Praise to Muhammad, I might nigga lose ya AP, Michael Friedman, my friend's cooler Primary sort of resale, face stupid I would never love my life on a computer IG, I get you life for a chikabuya More power to ya Love from a distance Why you always in the mirror more than the bitches And my cousin tried to sue me like he got the privilege But I didn't lose sleep cause I got the spirit Hey, rich nigga, broke phone Trying to keep the balance, I'm staying strong Stop playing with me before I turn you to a song Stop playing with me before I turn you to a song Hey, bitch, I'm attractive Can't fuck with you no more, I'm fasting uh, Bitch, I'm attractive Can't fuck with you no more, I'm brother real nigga that brother we just up the score give me that brother spirit medium on rap brother we headed there now are you strapped brother hey, peacemaker but i'm not naive brother hey, gotta watch your homies and police brother hey, 
Cloud chasing, hell of a disease, brother. I'm fasting, four days out the week, brother. I pray to God that you realize the entourage is dead. I pray to God that you're not lagging when you off the meds. I pray to God she know them Cabo chips don't last forever. Bitch, you argue with her mama, go and get them kids. I pray to God you actually pray when somebody dies. Thoughts and prayers, way better off timelines. False claiming, not cute, I'm mortified. The new earth and high pursuit, 200 lives. Rich nigga, broke phone. Trying to keep the balance, I'm staying strong. Stop playing with me for a turn to a song. Stop playing with me before I turn you to a zone Ayy, bitch I'm attractive Can't fuck with you no more, I'm fastin' Bitch I'm attractive Can't fuck with you no more, I'm fastin' Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.